Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Liberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Today we have a special message, as always, we always have a special message, but today we are using a clip from the Liberland sixth anniversary. Um, and this clip is with a dear friend and this all around great colleague of ours over here at Liberland, Doug Casey, who was able to share during the anniversary, um, him and a handful of other fantastic speakers got to present during this celebration. Again, happy birthday, Liberland, looking forward to the seventh anniversary already. Anyways, wanted to share this piece with you from the man himself. You guys can go to internationalman.com to learn more about Doug Casey, but his presentation on basically on how to live free right now in this uh, crazy time that we're living in and that we're probably going to continue to be living in in the foreseeable future. Um, he gave some fantastic insight on how we can always remain one step ahead, which is what we love talking about here on the Lieberland Show. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is the presentation from the Lieberland sixth anniversary by Doug Casey himself, how to live free in the pandemic era, or as he says in his presentation during the era of COVID. Enjoy. Topic I've been assigned is how to live free in the era of COVID. All right. So I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about what the era of COVID is going to be like, and then a couple of minutes talking about what you should do during this era. Now, I want to point out that the world has changed dramatically and totally, and maybe irrevocably, perhaps for the next next decade anyway. It's um, it centers around this this virus which I see not as a medical problem, but a psychological problem. It's a, a matter of mass hysteria on a grand scale. Uh, you remember that we've had swine flu and bird flu and the Hong Kong flu and the Asian flu. They come and went. I mean, viruses go viral. They come and go. We've been with them for thousands of years. Uh, this current COVID thing isn't even remotely comparable to the Spanish flu after World War I, but it's being made into a very big deal, even though it only affects old people. The average age of death is about 80, uh, sick people and obese people. But why is the world closed down in light of this stupidity? Uh, I think it's really, I'm not a conspiracy guy, incidentally, just so you know, but it's a means of control. The type of people that go into politics are very interested in controlling other people. And this is a fantastic way to control other people, much better than the war on drugs or even the war on terror, is the, uh, you know, the war on a virus, which nobody's even qualified to understand, quite frankly. Among the consequences that affect you and I, it's resulted in a collapse of travel international uh, airline flights are down at least 75%. I'm not sure when they're coming back because the people that run the world actually don't like to have all kinds of unwashed tourists uh, obstructing their view of St. Mark's Square and things like that. So uh, it's much better when you're controlling people to keep them in their local place, like medieval peasants. Uh, we never got more than five miles from their villages in most cases. Uh, I think that's what we're looking at, quite frankly. And 
this 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 uh, control being used with COVID uh, is coming down through political levels too. Uh, the United States is still the most important country in the world by far, but now we have actual Bolsheviks in charge in Washington D.C. Uh, they're precisely the same character types that took over Russia in 1917. They think the same. They're the same personalities. Uh, and they're not going to give up uh, power. Once they have control of the apparatus of the state, they're going to stay there. Uh, so, and of course, the U.S. controls the world. So this is really, really serious, this, uh, this COVID hysteria. Um, it's, among other things, going to act as a catalyst for the collapse of the economy worldwide. The economy was on the edge of collapse anyway with gigantic amounts of debt, which some people owe to other people and won't be able to pay back, and inflation, because of course central banks are printing up currency unions, units by the trillions now, supposedly to get COVID, but really it's just making the rich a lot richer. Uh, and it's created financial bubbles all over the world. But this COVID hysteria is acting as a pin, or more like a sledgehammer, to break these financial bubbles. So as things get serious, as the economy turns down in the next year or two, uh, you're going to have all these chimpanzees clamoring for a leader to kiss things and make them better. They're going to be looking for a new Mussolini or a new Hitler or a new Roosevelt. Uh, so things may be bad now, but I'm of the opinion that they're actually going to get a lot worse. Um, what kind of the world are we going to be living in? Is it going to be the world uh, that Orwell described in 1984? Or is it going to be more like Huxley's world and Brave New World? Or perhaps... Uh, in Rand's world, in Atlas Shrugged, uh, will it be more like Mad Max or perhaps even Soylent Green? Uh, that sounds outrageous, doesn't it? But uh, science fiction has long been a better predictor of the future than any think tank. And uh, you do have people like Ted Turner and Bill Gates who for years have said that the world's population uh, should be uh, 500 million people. Is it possible that uh, this COVID hysteria is the overture to World War III, which incidentally I believe is going to be a biological war. It's going to have nothing to do with the kind of military junk F-35s and aircraft carriers and such. Uh, that's, that's, that's like cavalry before World War I or battleships before World War II. So this could be a biological overture to World War III, which is mainly a bio-war. Okay, so what I'm describing here is a dystopian future. The question is, what should you do about it? How can you live free during this time? Well, it's going to be very, very hard. Um, just like it was very hard to live free if you were a Russian during Soviet times. Okay, but I'm speaking to you now from a large farm uh, near the beach in Uruguay that I bought some years ago. I've got 
cows and pigs and horses and chickens and fish. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. That's one thing you should do uh, is insulate yourself from the angry chimpanzees, which are going to be running around looking for trouble. Second thing you should do is you should get an extra citizenship because you've got to remember that your passport is the property of your government, not your property. And they can cancel it electronically for any reason these days. If you're an American, uh, if you're just accused, not adjudicated, but accused of owing $50,000 in taxes, your passport is toast. It's canceled. It's good for one trip back to the empire. Uh, well, there's other things you can do. You can fly private instead of on, on commercial aircraft or get a boat. But wait a minute. These things I'm talking about, uh, most people can't do them because you've got to have a lot of money to do them. You've got to be rich to do them. So that's my answer. It's to get rich. Look, I've tried things like Liberland in the past. I mean, my hobby for a couple of decades has been setting up appointments, which I've been able to do successfully with the heads of state of small, nothing, nowhere countries. Uh, Haiti, Vanuatu, Suriname, uh, Siskai, which no longer exists, Namibia, Mozambique, uh, lots of places like this. Um, and it was a great adventure for me, trying to convince these people to take their country public and turn it into a, a new Hong Kong on steroids. Great fun from my point of view, but it won't work. You can't make an intellectual sale to governments to get them to do, to do non-crazy things because the people that run governments are generally psychotic or at least sociopathic. So based upon what I've found in my hobby and what I've found thinking about this subject, it comes back to once again, you've got to be personally rich. That gives you, that, that's, the, that's your best shot for insulating yourself from the problems that are going to be coming up in the years to come. And incidentally, uh, libertarians have traditionally been poor as church mice. Libertarians are much like Karl Marx that way. And Mrs. Marx once said to Karl, Carl, stop writing about capital and get some of it. And that's the problem with libertarians. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. But the uh, ascendance of Bitcoin has created lots of libertarian billionaires and centimillionaires. So my suggestion, in addition to what I've already mentioned, is to tap in to ultra-rich libertarians and buy a province from a third world country that needs the money or third world dictator that wants even more money uh, and use that capital to uh, make the place into a new Hong Kong. That is actually the answer uh, for the short run. We can talk about space colonization and so forth, but that's the distant future. So bottom line, you want to live free during the time of COVID, get rich. And don't just be rich personally, maybe get together and uh, buy someplace and turn it into uh, another nation state, but a proper one.
Thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us here today, your time. If you enjoy The Lieberland Show, be sure to tap that subscribe button. And also, go ahead and check out my other podcast, Dream Chasers. You can do this by going to dreamchasers-ix.com. That's dreamchasers-ix.com. A link to that is in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in. And as we always say, we will catch you in the next episode.